Hey, Pastor Brian here. I want to thank you for tuning in to Rockhouse Baptist Church Podcast. I hope this message inspired you. I hope it encourages you to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Now, for today's message. Now, I want to talk to you this morning about the secret to the Christian life. Now, uh, I sang quite hard this morning, so I'm going to lean on uh, some water uh, this morning to uh, preach this word. I do have the living water in my heart and in my soul, though. So, uh, this is a standalone message. We're, we're not doing any sermon series per se until probably after Easter. But this is what I've been praying about for a while because I feel like so many Christians miss this on a day-to-day basis on their walk with the Lord. Now, we're going to focus on one verse this morning and one verse only. So if you have your tablets or your Bibles, right now I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. If you're kind of new to Scripture, you don't have an index Bible, and it's okay. I don't know all the books in order. Uh, it's in the New Testament toward the back of the Bible, per se, okay? And it's right after uh, Corinthians. So we'll give you a moment to get there if you're looking in your Bible and taking notes this morning. Um, I want to read this verse, and I want you to notice the power that it has in this verse. And if you are a believer in Christ, okay, that it would change your mindset of how to serve Him, how to love Him, how to follow Him, how to talk to Him. And if you're not a follower in Christ, it is my greatest hope this morning that you repent and you have a change of heart and you meet Jesus right where you're at. Amen? Because His mercy can reach you right where you're at, I promise. And we'll talk about that a little bit more this morning. But without further ado, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Please, please, Let this sink in. It's more than words on a page. But this is the living word of God. The apostle Paul writes, and many believe this is his first book that he wrote, to the church in Galatia, to the Christians there, believers and non-believers. He says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Me. Amen? The life I now live in the body, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me, and get this, and gave himself for me. The rock of the ages, the creator of the universe, you go all the way back to Genesis 1, he loved you enough that he gave himself for For you. Amen? That's just the truth. So here's the deal. This is a truth that is from Genesis all the way to Revelations. It's a foundational truth that you can hook, line, and sinker yourself to. Again, though, many Christians, I believe, miss this message on a daily basis. If you don't believe me, read their Facebook statuses. (laughs) Be around them sometimes. Lord, help me preach this this morning. 
You see, I know that it's true that every person who calls himself a Christian believes that Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of their sins. Would you agree with that? I mean, that's why you call yourself a little Christ, which is what Christian means, that you believe that Jesus Christ, as Brother Dan preached a couple weeks ago, died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. They believe that they'll go to heaven because their sins have been forgiven. But I find it troublesome sometimes that they're not real sure how to live life between here and there. Hmm. Many live in frustration and emptiness and defeat and a lot of other negative things, and they don't have to. This prevents them from experiencing the joy that is in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He brings abundant life. That's what His Word says. Peace beyond what? All understanding. Thank you. We have a Bible student in here this morning. He brings peace beyond all understanding. That means when you get reports of things that are not good, guess what? The Rock of Ages says, Hey, I've got peace for you that no man can understand. Amen? Here's some descriptions that Christians, I noticed, and I just jotted down this week, and <laughs> it's actually from my life. But if it resonates with you, then it's okay, because you're in the flesh like me. How about this? You know you should go to church, but you find it more of a chore than a joy to be here. It takes a lot to get here sometimes, you know? Or you know you should read the Bible, but you struggle to make time to spend with God. You know you should pray, but oftentimes as you're praying, your mind wanders somewhere in its space. And then when you say amen, you're not even sure what you prayed about. Your prayers feel a little bit empty. You know you should give to God's kingdom, but sometimes you feel like you aren't giving enough. Or you know that you're supposed to not be worried or anxious for anything, but still yet those thoughts of doubt keep sinking and creeping in. Or you know that you should share the gospel, but you don't want to be the person who says the wrong thing or gets in a religious debate with someone. You may be that nervous person, afraid to speak like, Moses in the Bible. You know that God loves you, but you have this nagging sense that God wants just a little more from me. Anybody in here resonate with any of those? Yeah, I do quite often. But here, I'm preaching to myself this morning, and I hope that you hear the power in this verse. I pray that you discover the secret. And when you discover the secret from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20... I believe that you'll be set free once again. Even if you're a believer, you're going to find a new walk with Christ, a new hope. No matter what reports we get, there'll be a new hope for you. Because here's the truth from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Write this down. The truth is, is Jesus died for you so that He may live in you. I'm going to say that again. Jesus died for you. For you and for me, so that he may live in you 
and me. So he died and he brought about what? New life. That is so powerful this morning. You can have an entirely new life right now. Not because of money, not because of cars, of homes, but Acts chapter 1 tells us that we receive He, the Holy Spirit, once we become believer. And we are sealed by that Spirit. Amen? There was a, uh, two missionaries I want to talk about this morning, one of them being Hudson Taylor. If you don't know much about Hudson Taylor, it's okay. He was a missionary that uh, went to China before, uh, just before World War II, and uh, China was in a struggle to, to get Christianity at that time. And he felt on his heart that him and his wife should, should go and be there. And, and I can tell you a lot about him, but in his biography, he writes about how he missed the secret while he was serving Christ. He was out there telling people about Jesus, but he said, I still didn't understand what I was doing. Until he said one night, God spoke to me. He said, I, God said, I'm not looking for men of great faith. I'm looking for common men to trust in my great faithfulness. Do you see the difference? One of them was about Hudson Taylor. <laughs> but the other one was about Jesus Christ. And when I think about this verse, and I'm going to read it in just a minute so you, it don't slip your mind. There's another missionary, Ian Thomas, who served in England in the slums. And, and I heard Miss Cammie talk about the homeless in L.A. last night at a dinner that we had with her. And I thought about Ian Thomas and how he was doing that in England. He was serving, going to the homeless. And, and then one night he says he was completely broke and he writes this from his biography. He said, I had been reduced to complete and utter exhaustion emotionally and spiritually until I thought there was no reason for going on. But then one night at midnight, I got down on my knees and I wept in despair. He said, oh God, I know that I am saved. I know Jesus. I know I'm converted. And I want to serve you with all my heart. Yet I have tried. And with my very best efforts, I still feel like a complete and utter failure. Have you been there before? Yes. But he said at that moment, God spoke to him, unlike words that have come from any man's lips. He said, God spoke to him, for the past seven years, Ian, you have been trying to live a life on my behalf that I've been, that I have been waiting for seven years to live through you. Let me read this verse again. Because Mr. Thomas got up the next morning to an entirely different walk in life with Christ. And that's what I want you to leave here with. I don't want you to walk out those doors unchanged. Not one bit. If you're only 99%, I need you 100. Amen? Steve needs you 100. Russ needs you 100. Stacy needs you 100. Pastor Brian needs you 100. Dolly Asher needs you 100% in praying and serving Christ for them on their behalf. Some people, 
want to tell Jesus Christ, but they can't. And that's where you come into play. Verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. That means the old me has now passed away. There's a new me that has come. I died, but now Christ has lived. What a great exchange. Tell them about it, Kathy. There was an exchange. A lost become saved. Amen. That's the truth. Right here it is. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I live now in a body. I live by faith in the Son of God. Amen. It's the truth. It's right here. It reminded me of the time I got married. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, we were up here at the church. And uh, poor Stacy. She waited 10 years. And, and I hope it's been worth the 10 that we've been to 20 total. But I'll never forget how beautiful she was when she came. You know, down the aisle. And I don't know what song was playing. I'm sure I wasn't crying, but I was. <laughs> and, I, and the pastor had gave me this old handkerchief, you know, not a, not a tissue or Kleenex. It was a real deal. And, and I was wiping my eyes and snotting my nose and, and putting all that together. And I'll never forget, Mike was sitting on the front row. <laughs> And Mike seen Stacy, and I want to think he was crying. I don't want to put him on the spot. I'm pretty sure he was. And he took her by the hand, and he walked her up to me. And he said, the preacher said, you know, who give this woman to be with this man, right? And he said, you know, her mother and I, and I thought about the exchange, and this is kind of funny at that moment, as I took my beautiful wife's hand, and she let go of Mike's, I slapped that old snotty rag. In Mike's hand. And he looked at me. For a moment, Mike was Jesus Christ. He gave me his life, amen, for an old snotty rag that wasn't worth nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Jesus does for us. But folks, here's the truth. God created every one of us. And we've all turned away. The Bible says that we all what? Fall short of the glory of God. Which means we're all sinners. And if we are to die separated from God in our sin, that means we're going to spend eternity away from Him. That's just the truth. That's the truth that needs to be told because the Rock of Ages said that's what it's like. You see, it don't have to be that way, though. If you're in here and you don't know Jesus, or if you're in here and you are, this is something you better share. God has made a way to Him. It's through the Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus took the penalty for you and me, dying for our sins, and then in three days later, it didn't stop on the cross. Amen? How many know that? We're about to celebrate Easter. It didn't stop on the cross. In three days, He rose up out of that grave. So that we could believe unto Him that it is true. You know, it is true. I know you've done the miracles, Jesus Christ. But check this out. Not only did you do the miracles, you conquered death. 
So that means when death comes my way, that's not the end of the road for the believer. It's actually just the beginning of eternity. Amen? Lord, how lucky we are to be crucified, to know that my old ways are gone. And I don't choose the things that I used to do. Sometimes they creep back. But you know what? As we quoted me and Steve walking across the parking lot, greater is he that is what? In me than he that is in the world. That means God in me is greater than the adversary that's in the world. We know what kind of shape the world's in, but greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I mean, you think about it this way. Listen at what a sweet deal you got and I got from Jesus Christ. This is what He exchanged. It's almost <laughs> unbelievable. You gave Jesus your sin and He gave you His righteousness. You gave Jesus your slavery to sin. You couldn't do good. But He gave you His freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ set us free. Galatians 4.7 So you are no longer a slave, but a son of God. You gave Jesus your defeat. Meaning dying and separated from Him. You gave that to Him. And He gave you His victory. Amen? Romans 7, verse 24 through 25 says, What a wretched man I am, Paul writes. He knew. Paul was saved at this time, but he says, What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? But thanks be to God, amen, through Jesus Christ our Lord, He calls us home. Amen. I want you to know this morning, because Christ is in you, you are an overcomer. That's the truth. You gave Christ your judgment. It keeps going. The list don't stop. And He gave you salvation. Romans 8 chapter 1 says, Therefore, and I hear Brother Dan say this, There is now what? No condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Brian Hubbard, as sinful as he is, is standing here pure and blameless before you. Not because of anything I've done but because I put my trust in the rock of ages. If He was to call you home right now, is your soul ready? Deep down. You may call yourself a Christian, but do you truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And without a doubt, without a doubt, you know that He would call you home to heaven. Just like last week, when He calls Jesus from the table, is Jesus going to come and say, well done, my good and faithful servant, for, you, for those of you at home? Or is He going to say, do I know you? Away from me, for I never knew you. Lastly, Christ, His <laughs> death gave you life. That's what baptism shows. It shows the old dying. And while we're in that baptism water, there's a new that comes in. It is a new brine. It is a new jug. It is a new Donnie. But why is it a new? Because the Holy Spirit enters at that very moment. And you become a child of God. 
And I got to ask you the question <laughs> if Christ enters, that means you have these three things, okay? God the Father now, Christ the Son, and He what? The Holy Spirit. You are the Trinity. What can stand against you? It's not that you're strong enough, but right here says Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. And as great as my wedding day was in the exchange that me and Mike had, <laughs> June 25th, 2015, right here, Right here, the day Jesus changed my life because Jesus changes everything. I mean, there's nothing that He don't change. It's everything. The beer you used to drink, He'll change it. The porn you used to look at, He'll change it. The women you used to chase, He'll change it. The friends you had that wasn't really no good for you at that moment, He'll change it. He takes it away. Many Christians look at life all wrong. I'm just going to be honest with you. They have Christ in them, but it's like they don't understand it. They say the least I could do is work to pay Him back. Have you ever said that? For all He's done. You know, I'm out here just trying to serve Him. It's the least I can do. Yes, Jesus has done many miracles in our life, but I want you to know that He hasn't stopped working in you and through you. Jesus is not a businessman. Hear me this morning. That's the beauty of the gospel. He's not on the stock market exchanging things. There's no way that you can pay him back. You can try, but you can't pay him back. Here's the truth I want you to understand. Jesus doesn't give us grace in exchange for our best works. That's not what his grace is about. We don't live in debt to Jesus. You know why? We're indwelled by Jesus. He lives in here. That's what He wants. Is he wants to live in you and through you and do works through you. Jesus is right by your side. Jesus died for a meaningful, loving, compassion. We said this morning when Brother Paul was talking about it, relationship with you, not some monotonous religious motion that you go through. I guess I better pray over my food because, you know, that's what my granny done. I guess I better put my money in the offering plate because, you know, that's what they taught me when I was growing up. Seek His Word. Why do I do the things I do? I hope it's from the love that's in your heart because Jesus is living in you. If you're talking about works, Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says, And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. Now, guess who wasn't actually in person at that time? Jesus. He had already ascended at this moment in Scripture. But it said that Jesus was still doing what? Works with them. If you're going to go share the gospel, you better pray that the Holy Spirit is going with you. Amen? I'm telling you, I went to the dollar store this morning to buy Riley some powdered donuts. And I walked in. There's more to the story, but I, I like leaving half off sometimes. I walked in and I had this shirt on. Yeah, he's preaching in a t-shirt. But I, gee, we almost changed the life, Brother Dan, because of this shirt. 
And this lady at the desk said, you going to church this morning? I said, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. That's what, I'm going to this place, but I'm not seeking out a building. I'm seeking this spiritual being that I already have in my heart. Are you a Christian? She said, no, I believe different people around here. What's that say about the Christian? I said, well, honey, I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm Brian Hubbard. And God died for me, and he died for you. And the truth is, is that he loves you, and he still loves you. And honey, at any moment that you want to pray, he'll change you like that. The things that you love to do that are wrong, and you know are wrong because we're standing here having this conversation, can be changed. Because the Lord is my rock, my stronghold. And my, he's my ever-present help in my time of need. That's the whole context of Galatians 2. If you go back and study it, it's Paul saying to them, hey, you can't work and earn favor and status with God. You're not going to change his mind about you. He's not going to love you any less or any more tomorrow. If you go out and preach and 3,000 are saved, yes, he's, he's tickled. But he wants you to love him. Hudson Taylor in his biography said, I am no longer anxious about anything. It sounds like he's praying in Philippians. Because Christ is in me. And I know He will give me everything I need to face anything that comes my way. He would walk down the streets of China when, when he was disguised and they would pepper him with just whatever they had. And all he could do was sing the old hymns. I'm not for sure what he's saying, but uh, I, if it was out then, I'm sure he was probably singing, There's victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He bought me and sought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him and all my love. Amen. Amen. Charles Spurgeon said, I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Amen. You got something smacking you in the face called life? Charles Spurgeon said, love it. Because you know where you run to if you know Jesus? You run to Him. Amen. The rock of ages. Ezra would tell you that Jesus isn't a one-time thing. He saves you and then slaps you on the rear and tells you to go on and do good work, son. Oh, no. He's with you in his darkest moments. His strength is there. When you feel lonely, his love is there. When you're in despair, his hope is there. You know we have a hope unlike anybody else? It's the truth. When you're tempted, his guidance is there showing you the way. Here's the secret as we begin to close in just a minute. And I've got a little illustration. It's, it's not a real good one. That's why I went to the dollar store to look for some stuff and didn't find it, but I think you'll get the picture. The secret is that we need to draw on our every need to God's riches, immeasurable riches. Whatever you have in your life, compare it to God's Word. And I guarantee you His Word will overcome. He's the light in the darkness. 
You go in those doctor's rooms and they're telling you things and it's dark. There may be a light in there, but it's dark. And you need a hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. And when we realize that, we're going to stop struggling for more faith, but we'll find rest in the one who is faithful. Amen. I do have a little illustration before we close and go to the Lord's Supper. I taught kindergarten, so patience. I just want to talk about some scripture with you this morning, if possible. This was supposed to be a big tub. But this is you, okay? Bear with me. Here you are. Stick man like uh, probably none of us, right? This is you. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but what? Christ lives in me. So let's do a little Christ here, okay? So inside of you, and I don't have the lids, but Christ is sealed inside of you, okay? You're sealed with the Holy Spirit, okay? Not this saran wrap, but I'm talking some real seal here. Okay? Some real seal. So Christ lives in me. Okay? Now, the Bible says that when you are saved, you become a child of God, and therefore you are in, guess who? Christ. So you get a double portion of the Creator. Look, look, look. Jesus in you, you in Christ. Does it get any better? But all it does. Colossians 3, chapter, verse 3, chapter 3 says, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And I want you to know That's a package deal that can never be broken. Amen? God is sealed you and covered you. Amen? Now, the adversary, to get to you, hear me this morning, has to go through who first? Does he have a good track record with God? No. No. God didn't like him in the first place, so he threw him out. If you, if you know a little bit about Scripture. Okay? And say he gets through God, which is impossible, we know. But before he gets to you, again, he now has to get through who? Christ. And the Bible says that the adversary is Christ's what? Footstool. Meaning he crushed the head of the serpent. The one who lied to us, tricked us, he crushes his head. And say he gets through Christ, which is again impossible, but we're going to play, you know, I don't know, hypothetical I think is the word. He gets to you, you know, little old small puny you. But what he don't know, greater is he that is in me 
than he that is in the world. So he gets a double portion of the one who stomped his head. When you are in Christ, let me tell you, there's nothing that can stand against you. Amen? This bond here is unbreakable. For Christ died to hide you in God. I don't know if it gets any better than that. We're absolutely secure. If this was a locked lid, which I'm not sure it is, that's what God has you. Locked in His grace, in His presence, in His mercy. Amen? That's the truth. Hold on to these four Tupperware bowls. They speak the truth. Get you four Tupperware bowls. Share the gospel. Get you a marker. Tell somebody, look, this is you. Hidden in Christ and hidden in God. Amen? I love every, each and every one of you this morning. Again, thank you for tuning in. You can also find us on Facebook.com by searching Rockhouse Baptist Church. Or you can go to our website, rockhousebaptist.org. Thank you for listening.